and you're listening to the WBAI News in Exile. I'm Paul Durienzo. Here we have a special report, our interview with Representative Mondaire Jones, candidate for re-election in the newly drawn 10th Congressional District, covering Lower Manhattan, the East and West Village, and parts of Brooklyn. And he makes an important statement. He comes out in opposition to his opponent, Carlina Rivera's support of the East Side Coastal Resiliency Project, a controversial resiliency project for global warming being constructed right now at East River Park, leading to the destruction over a thousand trees and a tremendous amount of division in this community. We'll be hearing now in our interview, our complete interview in its entirety with Representative Mondaire Jones. Growing up in Section 8 housing and on food stamps, I never imagined someone like me could run for Congress, let alone get elected. And I've been so grateful to have the opportunity to hit the ground running and to have made an impact in a real way, whether it's helping to pass the American Rescue Plan, which brought billions of dollars to New York City for schools, housing, and health care and kept our small businesses open, or playing a leading role last fall and helping to get that infrastructure bill passed, which is also resulting in billions of dollars coming to New York State and New York City. And to be on the cusp of passing the Inflation Reduction Act to allow Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices and invest in climate action in a historic way is exactly what government should be doing for the people. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, I'm going to mention it because you don't need to be, you know, uh, given a title within your title. I mean, first elected gay representative from this district or all that. What's that part of it been like? To, To have made history as the first openly gay black member of Congress uh, when I was sworn in in January of 2021 uh, is is something that I take very seriously. I don't uh, talk about it often, but it is not lost on me that other people are drawing inspiration from it. It's the kind of inspiration that, candidly, I didn't have growing up because I didn't have that kind of representation in my own uh, in my own life, and and it's been. It's been also a testament to how much progress this country has made, and yet we see much of that progress at risk of being rolled back. Uh, It's why Jerry Nadler and I just introduced legislation a few weeks ago called the Respect for Marriage Act, which thankfully we passed through the House, and it's got a good shot at passing through the Senate to codify marriage equality, knowing that the Supreme Court is next going to, uh, to, to assault that fundamental freedom that it recognized only less than a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Now, bait and switch. You ran in one district. Now you got another district, and I'm in that district, the 10th district. We never, we had a different identity of Velasquez. Now I've got a different. You're my. I could vote for you or not vote for you. What, what's that been like? The bait and switch, I call it. This, this redistricting in New York State has been quite a fiasco. Uh, you've got two of my colleagues running against each other in a primary, as you know, up in, in New York's 12th district, Carolyn. Maloney and Jerry Nadler, uh, my district was torn apart in the 17th, and I had a choice of either running against Jamal Bowman or Sean Patrick Maloney. Uh, either of those situations would have been terrible for our country, for the Democratic Party, and for our democracy as we try to defeat fascism in America. And so what I decided to do was to run to represent the birthplace of the LGBTQ rights movement. Stonewall is in this district. Uh, it's a district that's given a lot to me. It's a district that helped me to come out as the openly gay man that I am today. It's a district that I have worked in and whose communities I've been fighting for when you look at the work I've been doing in Congress, from the billions of dollars for infrastructure, health care, housing, 
in, in schooling, uh, and of course, uh, making sure that I am at the forefront of the fight to end gun violence in America to the point where Tucker Carlson has been attacking me on his show. These and so many things I've been fighting for, and I think that the people of this district are recognizing that, and we are so close to August 23rd, and yet so far away, three weeks is a lifetime in politics, as you know. Mm-hmm. All politics is local, and I'm a longtime resident of this neighborhood, and I, you understand it, I'm sure, better than all of us. Um, here on the Lower East Side, we got everything from people complaining about restaurant sheds being in the uh, streets for too long to uh, increasing, increasing crime rate to uh, homeless uh, people uh, not getting the uh, seemingly apparently not getting uh, the, the legal rights that they were promised of, of housing when it's due. Um, subways that are problematic and of course looming all of it and especially on my side climate change and a big dispute over uh, whether or not to go forward with this project to lift our park 10-15 feet off the ground and and then the possibility of rains coming from the other direction nobody really knows for sure what to do have you dipped your feet into any of these issues of course i have you know, when I speak to folks in the Lower East Side, they are furious at their city council member, Carlina Rivera, for uh, breaking her promise to them that, that there would be community input when it comes to the Lower East Side Coastal Resiliency Project. Uh, it's why they've been protesting outside of every forum and debate we've been having over the past month and a half or so. Uh, and, you know, this is this is where representation matters. This is where... Democratic primaries matter. It's not enough just to elect any Democrat. I mean, there's another guy in this race who is self-funding and who's come out in support of abortion restrictions. Uh, That person is Dan Goldman. There are real differences between the candidates in this primary. And just looking at Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema over the past year and a half, I don't see how anyone could say that it doesn't make a difference which Democrat you choose in these primaries. I've got a track record of being a progressive champion in Congress with a... who actually delivers results for folks in New York City and New York State writ large. And that is nothing that any of my colleagues could say. I'm proud to get have local endorsements like Grand Street Democrats, as well as labor like RWDSU, National Nurses United, and the Uniformed Firefighters Officers, uh, and another labor endorsement that we're going to be announcing in the coming days, to say nothing in national groups like the Congressional Progressive Caucus. So does that mean that you... Um would use your power in Congress possibly to slow down or change the scope of the project that's going on that's so controversial? I think we've got to have community input. We've got to have community input. Uh, There are a lot of concerns about the way the process went down, broken promises. Uh, Obviously, I'm a staunch supporter of being climate resilient. Uh, That is going to save lives. But we can do it in a way that is humane and that preserves the social life of people in the Lower East Side, including, by the way, a lot of low-income black and brown people who deserve to have a park in the way that, that other communities throughout the city have. Mm-hmm. And what's uh, what's broken, then, about a, a system in general? That uh, What is it that led 
you know, the mayor and people, past mayors and others to push through projects like this or others, because there's others too. The, there's a lot of upset. People are upset about Governor's Island. They're upset about re rezoning. People are moving too fast with rezoning. Uh, the projects that are planned for uh, Herald Square uh, maybe a little bit too extreme to not put thousands of people, you know, out of their places of business. to throw one of the few places, small business. And, and maybe I'll put it in those terms, uh, small business. And what would you do for small business, which are facing so many threats well let me say i'm so proud already to have been delivering results for our small businesses uh, the american rescue plan expanded the paycheck protection program which was a lifeline for our small businesses it kept them open and allowed them to continue to employ their employees who in turn were able to provide for their families we also implemented what's called the restaurant revitalization fund both of those things were included in the American Rescue Plan, and now I'm fighting to make sure that we get more dollars through both of those programs in addition to lowering the cost of health care, which tends to bankrupt many of our small businesses. So I support Medicare for All. Under a Medicare for All system, you would no longer have employer-based health care. It wouldn't matter whether you're employed or not. But mm -hmm. Hello? Are you there? I'm sorry we lost you for a second. Go ahead. And, and small businesses wouldn't have to worry about the high cost of providing health care under a single-payer Medicare for All system. Right. Let me give you a last question. I know you got to go. And uh, because uh, it's coming up, these hearings, we're all mesmerized by them. I haven't missed one. I've been covering them as much as I can for the BAI News. What do you think about January 6th? Uh, uh, I, I, asked, I was talking to one of your uh, colleagues who was there and said uh, he actually w walked into his to work one during that the event because they thought he was one of the protesters and he always laughed to me. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? You know, our democracy is in crisis. If there was any doubt about that, just look at the fact that hours after nearly dying alongside me at the Capitol on January sixth. Two-thirds of my House Republican colleagues voted not to certify that free and fair presidential election from 2020. Uh, what happened was an attempted coup. It was an attempted overthrow of the federal government that we are becoming increasingly aware through these January 6th hearings uh, was so close to being effective. But for a few events that went differently uh, from how Donald Trump and his allies wanted them to go. And it's why we are working so hard to pass my legislation, uh, you know, legislation I co-authored called the Freedom to Vote John R. Lewis Act, which would restore our democracy and protect the fundamental right to vote. And another bill that would uh, is that would also help to attack this issue of election subversion, where people are running across this country, Secretary of State, Secretaries of State candidates and the like on the Republican side, saying they're not going to certify elections. We cannot have that in a democracy. That is at odds with the very concept of a democracy. So we've got to fight hard to make sure that we don't have another January 6th. And that also means making sure we keep Donald Trump out of office. Indict him? Indict him. Yes, and prosecute sir. him to the fullest extent of the law. That is something that Merrick Garland should have done by now. Mm -hmm. Kansas. Kansas is an example of how popular democratic policies like the right to an abortion are in this country. We, of course, need better messengers in many parts of this country, but 
to see the great people of Kansas in a deeply red state come out and reject uh, an attempt to take away their basic rights to reproductive health care in a resounding way, I think speaks to what is possible in November if we galvanize people effectively around protecting basic rights, basic freedoms, including democracy itself. Cool. All right, Yara, any last points you want to make or anything I missed? I'm so proud to be running to represent this community. Uh, it is a community that deserves and that wants a progressive champion, and I realize uh, that there's a lot of money being spent by the candidates, uh, but we are running a grassroots operation, and my record speaks for itself. Uh, and I'm so looking forward uh, to making my case and continuing to do the democracy-saving, economy-building work uh, that I've already started while in Congress as a progressive champion. Thanks so much. Very good. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Have a good day. Mondaire Jones, interviewed by Paul DiRienzo of WBAI News in Exile. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the complete WBAI News at 6.